Hello, my name's Claire and welcome to the Loud and Clear Accounting Podcast. This is the Accountancy Podcast where I answer accountancy-based questions. Now, in this third series, I'm going through questions around VAT. So hopefully by the end of the series, you'll know what VAT is, when and how you need to register, all the different schemes, what bookkeeping you need to do, and then how you pay the money over to HMRC. Now, in today's episode, I'm going to be going through those VAT schemes. So when you're completing that registration form and HMRC ask you if you would like to sign up to any of the schemes, you'll know what ones that they have there. So as always, uh, before I go through any answers to the questions, I need to do my two quick disclosures. So the first is I'm a UK-based accountant, so I'm going to be giving advice to UK-based businesses. And then the second is because I'm sat in my office talking to myself, the advice I need to give is going to be a bit generalised and I'm going to have to simplify things as well just to keep the podcast episode short. And that's probably more important with this current season or series, should I say, than it's been in any of the earlier series and probably any future ones because there are quite a lot of variables with VAT. So I'm going to be taking all of these episodes on like the starting point of you being a UK-based freelancer who is selling goods and services to other UK-based businesses. So like taking the simplest kind of scenario, there will be episodes where I will talk about if you have clients who aren't based in the UK, and then also if you're in industries that have sort of different VAT rates, so things like children's clothing or food, maybe sort of education, those kind of things. But unless I say otherwise, assume that, you know, I'm talking about a UK-based freelancer or business selling general sort of goods and services to other UK-based freelancers and businesses. So let's get on with answering the question. So what are the VAT schemes? What is a VAT scheme? So on a day-to-day basis, when you become VAT registered, you will be adding 20% VAT to all of your invoices to, to clients. A VAT scheme will change how or when you pay that VAT over to HMRC. So your customers, your clients do not need to know what VAT scheme you are on. And the three main ones that you will have, it's the accrual scheme, the cash basis, and the flat rate. So let's just start with sort of the first two. So we've got the accrual basis and the cash basis. So if you were to complete a VAT return on the accrual basis, you would get to the end of your VAT quarter, you would add up all of the invoices that you've issued to clients, and that is the sales and the VAT figure that would go on your VAT return. It doesn't matter if they've been paid or not, it just means they've been issued, so they need to go on that VAT return. And it'd be the same with your purchases as well. So you might have some suppliers that give you credit terms. It doesn't matter if they've been paid or not. If you've got that invoice from your supplier, you can reclaim that VAT. And so that's the accrual basis. The cash basis is kind of not like the opposite, but it's based upon when a client has paid you 
or when you have paid one of your suppliers. So instead of going from your invoices, you would go from your bank sort of statements. So you might have invoiced £10,000 in the quarter, but you might have only received £5,000. So you would only be declaring the VAT on that £5,000. Now, obviously, there are sort of pros and cons with each one. And actually, for some of you, there might not even be a difference between the two. But all I would say is if you are in an industry where people are slow at paying you, so you give people 30 days credit and they take at least 35 days, maybe you work with large organisations that actually pay you in 60 or 90 days, or you work in an industry where there is a bit more bad debt, you may want to go to the cash basis because you know then you're only going to be paying VAC to HMRC based upon money you've actually got. HMRC aren't going to be demanding VAT on something that you've never received yet. So that's kind of the main two that people will be you'll be looking at. And you don't need to declare to HMRC which one you're doing. So when you get to that last page on the registration, you would say, I don't want to join a scheme. But then when you're doing the VAT return, if you're using software, you will need to tell it what basis that you're doing the return on. Or obviously, if you're using Excel or something, you will just need to go, I'm going to either go from my list of invoices or I'm going to go from my bank. You're not really able to sort of jump between the two. So stick to one. So have a look, you know, said, look at your clients, look at credit terms, bad debt, that kind of stuff. And equally how quickly you are at paying suppliers and maybe use that to decide when you want to pay the VAT over on um, your sales. Now, the third one is called the flat rate scheme. Now, this scheme used to be incredibly popular, especially amongst service-based freelancers, and you could make a bit of money on it. But it last couple of years, HMRC realised that and they've reduced the attractiveness of this scheme. But you may find if you're looking at VAT schemes and people have been on it for a while or information hasn't sort of filtered through, it can still seem quite attractive when it may not actually be the best one for you. So as I said last episode, normally when you prepare a VAT return, you add up all the sales on your sales income whether that's, you know, by invoice or bank, and then you deduct from it all your purchases, again, by invoice or bank, depending on what scheme you're on. With the flat rate scheme, you ignore purchases and you only go from sales invoices. Now, the reason for that, and kind of the reason why the flat rate existed, was to make the preparation of VAT returns easier. So you just added up your sales. And then what HMRC do is they give different industries a different VAT percentage. So you can go on HMRC if you just type in sort of flat rate scheme and percentages and it'll come up to the page, you'll see a big list. So it may be, I think for an accountant, it's 12.5%. Now, it doesn't mean that I charge my clients 12.5% VAT. As I said earlier, they don't need to know what scheme I'm on. They would still see £100 plus VAT at 20%, so 120 you know, 1200 and and so forth. But when it comes to paying my VAT over to HMRC, I would get that gross amount, so that 120 that 1200 
And I would times that by 12 and a half percent. And that would then give me the VAT figure that I would pay over to HMRC. And so that's why some people made money on the flat rate scheme, because if you've got no expenses or at least no vatable expenses, so some of the, most of your software is based in the US, so it doesn't have VAT on it. Maybe you've got other subcontractors who work for you that aren't VAT registered. You know, you work with smaller businesses, so they haven't got VAT on. So you're not paying VAT on, you know, whoever runs your social media or your VA or anything like that. Using the flat rate scheme in this lower percentage could give you a reduced VAT bill, which would be lower than if you actually deducted your that on purchases. But as I said, HMRC realised that a lot of people were doing this. So me paying over 12.5% on my gross sales was giving me too much of a discount. So what they've done is if you are a service-based business, they've brought in something called a limited cost to trader percentage. And this is higher than the standard ones. So if you looked at the list and you found yours, you know, said for me, I think it's 12 and a half. If I'm spending less than 2% of my turnover on physical things that have VAT, I cannot use that 12 and a half. I have to use 16 and a half percent. And that will probably be for most of you if you are, you know, a graphic designer or something, because software is not a physical good. You know, your VA isn't, your social media isn't, travel isn't, you know, it would only be if you are paying to have things printed. And obviously printing stuff is another uh, one with VAT sort of variance. It's probably not the best one for me to choose. But if, you know, if you've got, let's just say you had an Etsy shop and you were actually buying products in order to, you know, sell them later on, you would probably not be a cost trader. But yeah, if you've got, if you're buying things effectively you can't kick, you would fall under this limited cost trader. Now you may be kind of thinking, well, actually 16.5% is still better than 20. So I'm still better off being on this. But it's worth remembering that it's 16.5% on the 120%. So it's on the gross. So to use an example, if you were invoicing £100 plus VAT to your clients, without any expenses, you would owe HMRC that £20. If you were the limited cost trader, 16.5% on the £120 is £19.80. So you would only be saving 20p worth of VAT on every £100 that you invoice. Now, for some of you, that might still be better. You might have so little vatable expenses that saving 20p on every £100 you invoice will give you a better VAT position. But if you are paying VAT on software, on, you know, services, on sort of any kind of travel, you know, anything like that, things that you can't kick effectively, you're not going to be better off on the flat rate scheme. So that's one that you have to choose. 
um, what you want to be on when you register for VAT. But that's one to really think about. Um, there are things around it. So you can't join the scheme if your turnover is over 150,000. So normally it's one that people start with. You don't normally join it later because obviously by the time you got to 150, you're over the VAT threshold anyway. But you know, it, it's one of those I want to mention because it's it's still got a reputation of saving you money. But with this limited cost trader, with you having to spend more than 2% of your turnover on sort of physical, um, vatable things, it's, it's lost that benefit to a lot of people. So you know now when you need to register, when you get to the end of that registration page, it will ask you if you want to go on the flat rate. So have a think about it before you do the VAT registration form. And then when it comes to doing your VAT, your first VAT return, you will need, you can decide, do I want to do it on the accruals basis? So based upon when I'm actually raising invoices, or do I want to do it on the cash basis? So when I'm actually being paid for the invoice and you can be flat rate cash and you can be flat rate accrual. So those are kind of two sort of separate things, but those are the three sort of schemes and different ways of declaring VAT that you're going to come across. There are others, but those are going to be the three main ones. Next week, I think I'm going to go through what sort of extra bookkeeping you need to do for your VAT returns. So I will see you then. 